You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the super-fast charging all-electric Kia EV6. Yeah, welcome to a, another sports day. It is a Tuesday. Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler here. I'll use Sats' name today. Hello, Badge. How are you? <laughs> I'm afraid to turn my microphone on. Oh. G'day, Woogie. How are you today? I'm Great good. To no, Sats, is, Sats is on holidays <laughs> for a couple of weeks. This is scary stuff. How are you, mate? How I'm are good. you? Day, we finally actually had some, uh, some tennis to talk about when we were on the air yesterday. It was all sort of... Just getting started, but now we've had uh, day one uh, run and one for, and some good results for some Aussies, despite a disappointing start for uh, the Adelaide International winner. Yeah, Kokonakis, what happened there? Uh, yeah, people were just, I haven't heard anything from him directly, but he's basically said, you know, I've been texting him, he hasn't called me. People just <laughs> said he looked a bit flat, just didn't look quite right, and just couldn't get off, couldn't get off the mark really, and uh, lost in three sets. So the the, uh, the uh, thrill of winning his first ever ATP title on uh, on the weekend was tempered somewhat yesterday with that first round knockout um, at the Aussie Open. But otherwise, we've had some uh, some good results, as I said. Yeah, well, maybe he was just buggered from the uh, the Adelaide uh, the uh, Adelaide International, wasn't he? Won last week, so maybe he yeah, was a bit stuffed yeah. from that, leading straight into the Australian Open. As you said, finally it's underway. Uh, less talk about uh, Novak Djokovic yesterday, which was good. It, it still came up a couple of times. Can oh, I? it doesn't matter now, does it? It's, it's seriously, I, I know we're going to talk to uh, Adam Peacock soon, but mm. it, it's just like it doesn't even matter. Who cares? It was just some, as I said yesterday, some Serbian bloke tried to get in unvaccinated and they kicked him out. It took a little while to do it. Mm. He uh, put up a bit of a fight, but and it cost us the Australian public a lot of money, I guess. But... Um, did they maybe did they hit him up with court costs for all that? Benches, I'd like to think. Well, so. he went for costs, mm. so I really? wonder if the Australian government went for costs as well. Hey, yeah, um, so. it, it was raised yesterday in the uh, media conference with Naomi Osaka. Uh, she just played a straight bat to her, and good on her. Uh, have a listen to this. Here she is, right now. Is my opinion going to help anything? Oh, um, yeah, I'll kind of pass on that. I think oh, so. I reckon that's just lazy journalism. Yeah, it, it's pretty crappy. She Isn't she it? has had some big dramas too with, uh, um, you know, her state of mind at times and she's taken yep. some time out from tennis. And a lot of it has been, uh, from what, what I could observe, anxiety around press conferences. And then you get these knuckleheads that ask sort of questions that are only designed to tangle her up into a, into a, into a situation she doesn't want to get caught in. So... Played a really straight bat. Well done, Naomi Osaka, journalist. Uh, please go home, whoever you are, and don't go back. Yeah, leave the current crop of players alone. They, Talk then, tennis. That's right. Talk about them. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it was just great exactly. to see Naomi Osaka back in action yesterday with a big grin on her face. You go into a media conference and you have to put up with that rubbish. Come on, take take their media pass off them. On Do you the, want me to give you keep you updated on what's happening at the Australian Please, you're in charge at the moment. Yeah, uh, at the, just hold off on one thing. I do want to play some audio for you because this yeah. is in relation to Novak Djokovic, and this will be the end of it today. But John McEnroe, have you heard this? He was on US television, and he was asked about Novak Djokovic, and he absolutely just unloaded on on Novak. I've been part of some chaotic scenes in Australia. <laughs> but what's gone on the last 12 days tops everything. That is total and utter chaos. Absolute joke what's gone on the last 12 days. It's sad the way it ended. If he decides not to have a vaccine and the Australian authorities say to him, you cannot go down there unless you're vaccinated, end of story, it's black or white. He decides whether or not he wants to do it. He's got very strong beliefs. He's entitled to those beliefs. He spoke to a journalist in Serbia, I believe. I, I, I don't know the exact details of the dates, but apparently, I mean, is that is that proven? Is that absolute yes, fact? Yes, it is. Or is and that he, the yes. journalist? He apologized yes. You know, journalists it. have been known to make... No, 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 no. Novak came out and said, yes, in fact, I did that. It was an error in judgment. I didn't want to let the journalist down. I agree with Mac. I think he was actually backing Novak up there, and he was saying he should have been told, uh, you know, right from the start, rather than misled, uh, if he if he in fact was, that he could have made could have come down and, and snuck in with a under some dodgy exemption. But um, look, we want it to go away, and I'm really glad the Australian Open's underway, and it does seem like it it just doesn't matter now. Um, his problem is going to be getting himself into the French Open. Yes. They've just tightened their borders up around vaccinations. Uh, and then who knows if things are going to change uh, in England for Wimbledon, US Open later in the year. He, I think he should be sitting back and thinking, you know what, just get the jab. Why did I do this in the first place? That's right, because I'm pretty obstinate and I think I know everything and I know how to <laughs> heal my own body. But why has 95% of the population around the place been jabbed? And I know it's very low in Serbia, and I would personally ex suspect that's because leaders, people that are seen as leaders over there, haven't been jabbed, like you-know-who. So just get it done, and then you don't have to worry about all this stuff, mate. You can just go and play. Or the one thing you might have to do is uh, now consider going earlier to these big events, the... the um, the majors and and quarantine. I think it's also a I, I think it's also a cultural thing over there too. So uh, there is a vo low vaccination rate in yeah. Serbia. So no, and I, I, well, I, I don't know. That, I don't is he know. part of that, or is he does, is he directly responsible for part of that? Who knows? Yeah, who knows, Badge? That's 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 an interesting thought. But there was a lot of good news. He's the leader of the free world. Well, he that. is. What was he? Um, Mum and Dad. Captain Marvel or what it was? Who I was think he? they've compared him to Jesus. They've compared him to everyone. A gladiator. A gladiator, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, Russell Crowe was going to play Novak <laughs> in this movie they're making. Hey, you know when he watched that movie a couple of months ago for the first time? Gladiator. What an outstanding movie. Oh, gee. If you slow. haven't seen it, get on board. You've been playing too much Pokemon. <laughs> do do? A, there are a lot of movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to throw it out to our listeners. 0457 736 736. Uh, you can get involved in the show. Is there a movie that you're expected to have seen, but you haven't? Like, oh, Star Wars, forget it. 
Never you watched it. Watched any? Oh, what what was the series you hadn't watched that were? Oh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Still haven't watched all of it yet, but I did but start you watching watched some. Any of it. of it about twelve months ago? No, that's correct. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe no, it. No, no. What's wrong with you? It, it's a good show too. I kind of. I feel disappointed now that I've missed out on that whole Seinfeld. Oh, and you had all these thing. people talking around you, talking about it, and you couldn't even join in. I didn't even know it's like, who it's like the soup with... Nazi was. No. It's like me when people start talking NFL, I just zone out. My oh, you eyes did that yesterday. And I walk away. Hey, um, oh, while we're on that topic, have you got back into the new episodes of Afterlife on Netflix? Yeah, I have. I've watched about the first three. Not bad. <laughs> oh, I think it's outstanding. Not bad. Oh, Ricky Gervais. He makes, he's just the funniest man. He's very it's dry, isn't series. he? Oh. Hey, Ozark. You got me excited about Ozark. I thought that was going to start Monday, but that's this Friday, I think. This Friday, yep. So, anyway, that's enough television talk. Let's talk about the uh, the good news badge out of the Australian Open yesterday. Do you want to lead away? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I was going to update you with who's playing right at this moment. Uh, I'll do that first of all. Sam Stoser is up against Robin Anderson of the US, and it's 6-all in the first set. Uh, Anderson leading 4-1 in the tiebreaker. Badge. Daria, Sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, what a great story, Sam Stoser. This is her 20th. And final Oz Open singles match. She got a wild card, didn't she? Oh, not match, but love year. to see her. Ah, yeah, outstanding. Helensvale yes. High School girl on the uh, on the Gold Coast. Yes, yes, good honour. Uh, and I imagine she'll feature heavily in the uh, in the doubles. Um, Dari uh, Gavrilova is playing uh, Swiss Swiss woman Rebecca Peterson. She lost the first set 6-2, and she's down 3-1 in the second. So that hasn't been a, a great start there for Dario. Needs to turn that around. And Chris O'Connell, uh, the Aussie, won his first set against Frenchman Hugo Gaston. 7-6, he's up 1-0 in the second as well. So Chris O'Connell off to a, a, a great start there. Um, here's a name you might want to get used to. Alex Vukic, is that right? Wins his first yes. main draw Grand Slam last night. Um, very, very good four-setter. Yeah, have a listen to the package. On wide, second serve here. Outstanding result. Look it. Three sets to one. Four six. Six three, seven five, seven six. Yeah, over the over the moon. Um Yeah, so happy to have won. My first Grand Slam match, main draw match, and uh, to do it on that court, especially, I think, you know, everyone is out. I think it was one of the loudest atmospheres I've ever, I've ever seen, to be honest. And and it was all, all for me, and and you know, all for the Aussies. And I was, uh, yeah, I couldn't have done it without them. And it's a dream. It really is. What a buzz that would be. Yep. Um... He, what is he? He's in his mid twenties. Yeah, he's done very well anyway. What well, um, is it? A hundred grand for the first round win as well? Not bad. No, no, no. Hundred and ten grand for first round loss. Oh wow! So if he bowed out, you still make it for making it in. So he's, he's definitely getting more than that. Uh, yeah. It just gets incrementally higher the further, the further you go. So uh, good on him. Uh, Ash Barty had a win as well against Sharanka. Now this um, Sharanko actually beat Ash a few years ago. Um, in another tournament and then took it to three sets at the Australian Open. Wasn't, that wasn't the case this time around. Have a listen. She earned herself a free point. Forehand into the net, off the racket of Sarenko. And Ash Barty 
gets it done on Rod Laver Arena on the opening night. Inside an hour, 54 minutes to be exact. Six love, six one for the world number one. Yeah, I felt like it was um, it was nice and clean. It was, I think, end to end. I did a good job in adjusting. There is quite a little bit of wind at court level here, so I thought I did a good job and some tough service games from down that end. But um, overall, I felt like I was able to able to find my forehands, control the court with my forehand, and um, yeah, I felt like tonight it was it was just nice and solid to get out here and uh, play a decent match and just feel feel like I enjoyed it. I think that's the most important thing. There you go, Ash, into uh, round two of the Australian. I just love watching and hearing her. She's an amazing individual, isn't she, Badge? Sure is. Yeah, we are very, very proud of her, aren't we? Mm. When you see what goes on with other players in, in, in that sport and other sports, you, you just I think she just makes you realise how um, how important it is to be humble and, yep. to, and to understand how lucky you are to have what you have. And a lot of players don't get that. And I, I think a hell of a lot of it's got to do with not just the person that she is. You can tell she's had a great upbringing and wonderful person but oh, I think the fact that she took that time out to get away from tennis to really understand what she had and what she may have lost if she'd stayed away and of course she was a bit of a star playing um, playing cricket at the time uh, and the people that, that she played with I think when she was at the, the heat they said she could have been could have been anything in the world of cricket. What are we just over a week away from Australia Day? Uh, if they, mm. A nomination's still open I, I don't know how it works but given who she is and what she's done she has to be a possibility to winning Australian of the Year. No. Why not? She's not, because I, I have a good feeling. I, I think I know the people that are going to win Australian of the Year, but they're, they're in the final. But there's people from outside of sport um, that will be the Australian of the Year, I believe. You've just thrown mine totally out of the... Okay, if, if there was a sporting award yeah. for sports, sports Aussie it's of the Year... It's called the Don... And I think she won it. <laughs> okay, well, that's get it then. Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, a sports update quickly before we go to a break. Thanks to Acmea Farm Insurance. Uh, reports coming out of the Telegraph in the UK following a dismal showing from the uh, the Poms. Players reportedly rejecting participating in a standard fitness test and accused the management of fat shaming. One player refused to take part in a skin fold test. Doesn't this sound like the AFL? Um, which is normal in sport, right? You go away, you've got to come oh, back, you've got to be a... They, they know what to work with, right? Happens in the NRL every single day. Badge, you've done it for years in, in, oh, in, in footy. This, is, this kills me. Uh, fitness levels clearly dip for some players um, who started the tour in good shape but appeared to let that slide as the tour went on. Silverwood's management style was also an issue. Well, a drinking culture reportedly sparked concerns for management. So are they concerned about the management letting them drink too much or trying to get them fit? Which one is it? I think Let's it's... blame someone else. It's not our fault. Yep. If, we, if there was a player that I was involved with, you know, if I was coaching or managing a side, and he refused to take part in a skin fold test that everyone else was doing, yep. there's only one reason probably why. It's not about fat shaming. It's trying to... to it's, it's not even to let the management and everyone else know that you've put on a few kegs and you've let yourself go. It's to tell you that you need to, to tighten up and, and, and sort out that side of, you know, your tour and your, your, your input. And are you drinking too much or are you eating too much or whatever? Because when you're in a different environment than you normally are at home and sometimes there's a buffet there, you know, 24 hours 7, it can be difficult for certain players. Mm. They don't do this to fat shame. They do this so that they can help you, which helps the team. 
So if that person refused to take part in a skinfold test, I reckon that quite possibility, I would have said, well, that's fine, but you're not going to take part in any more games until you do. And then we all know where you stand and we can help you get this sorted. So, because often what they'll do at the start of a tour at some point or regularly, they'll, they'll do skin folds or they'll do weigh-ins or whatever they do just to, make, just to keep you, you know, on track. So they know what they're working with, right? Exactly. And so that the player themselves knows what they're working with well in state of origin camp we you know i used to we had players when we were staying at certain hotels had a, we had a weigh-in every night now i've been the doing the strength and conditioning i every player had to come past my room and get weighed in before we went to dinner oh god so because we had some you know there were camps previously well you imagine some of the big guys they'd go in at 112 kilos <laughs> they'd play the most important game of their life five days later and there'd be 116 and they're wondering why they're struggling. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I, mean, I know it's not something that, some, that people in general everyday life would want to do, but it's not unusual at all for sportsmen to have to undergo this sort of thing. So I'm sort of gobsmacked when someone says, I'm not going to do that. I, I he's, obviously, s- he's obviously not looking after himself. I could see you too uh, outside your room. Did you have a, a clipboard, a whistle, yep. no. and a pen, and a measuring tape? A pen and a pad. And no, not a, not a measuring. No, no, we were just doing weigh-ins at this stage. Oh, yeah. just a, a set Skin of scales. takes forever. You can't do that on everyone in a short period yeah. of time. Set of scales. Let's, there you go, guys. Surely you, it's you, just a part of professional. So the same time, every, same time every night, which is important, or every day. Before or after the buffet? This was before the buffet. Oh, God. So to, to, to tap one of the guys in the show and say, hey, mate, you put a couple of kegs on. Um, you're just doing the salad tonight. Oh, filthy when everyone else is into the seafood and the crumb Crumbed uh, schnitzels and oh, who was the who was the who was the buffet champion back in your day? Uh, oh, oh, I, I'm careful not to put anyone in, but I could say Scotty Sattler could. Uh, he was there for a <laughs> a, uh, a series with us, and he could he, he was pretty heavy on the tooth. But they're right, Let, guys that train hard and yeah. you know don't don't drink hard. They're never going to be a problem. Uh, that's our sports update for ACME. So that that could be one of the reasons the Poms are uh, played poorly. Actually, we'll have a listen to it later in the show. Ian Botham unleashed on on that squad on on radio, and he oh, he's not he's, he's embarrassed. embarrassed. You could hear absolutely it in embarrassed. We'll play that a little later on. Sports update for Acmea Farm Insurance. This is Sports Day uh, for the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. We'll get to a break. Adam Peacock will join us next live from the Australian Open. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Gary Belcher, Jason Matthews here. Tuesday, uh, welcome to it. Shop online and in-store at Barbecues Galore. The range, the price, the knowledge. And now you're cooking. I want to ask you your thoughts and our listeners' thoughts, Badge, on 0457 736 736. Paddy Cummins, first series as skipper, and what a series to to, to, to be the skipper in, the Ashes, of course. Um, how, do you, how do you reckon he went, Badge? Pat, perfect. Oh, mate, outstanding. But... But, and no dramas at all with him because he missed one of the tests because he was um, caught up in that COVID drama at a restaurant. The only thing is, I would say, is let's, you know, we've got to temper our excitement around it all because of the quality of the opposition. They were poor, and I don't think there'd be anyone else captaining Australia that would have had dramas or, or issues 
you know, would, would not have been able to lead Australia against that England side to a, um, a victory. They won 4-0, did it really, really easy. So that's the only thing, but it does seem as though he's got a very happy side. He, uh, he's talked about uh, on the run learning a fair bit about, um, about captaining and, and making sure that he can still bowl and not have to... Uh, you know, have his have his head all around the uh, the bowling changes and whatever else. That's where I guess he leans on his deputy Steve Smith a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all in all, Paddy Cummins was outstanding and he's there for the long term. But you know, of course, we'll get, it's going to be different if they're up against it in this next series against Pakistan. Uh, next time they play India, you know, in a couple of years' time, up against the Poms who have to be better. Um, we'll find out then just how you know how good he is as a as a leader and a skipper. Yeah, that's going to be a tough tour because not only yeah, not only do they have Pakistan, they've then got uh, Sri Lanka, I think, and also India. Right. So, and does he stop playing T Twenty badge? No, he's uh, well, he's he's nominated for the IPL auction. So that's the big payday for a lot of them, and he's worth a hell of a lot. And there's a, it's a massive auction this time around. I think most sides have only been able to keep something like three players uh, this this year, and this auction is going to be huge. And I think Paddy Cummins is going to be one of those big winners in that. So he is, I, I believe, going to have, well. We think he's going to have a rest during the T20s against Sri Lanka, but we've got some one dayers coming up in a week and a half against New Zealand. Three of those before a T20, and he's said he's ready to go. He's fine. He's right to go. Of course, he won't be the skipper. That's Aaron Finch, isn't it? In the yeah, of days. course, yeah. Um, but he can just get in there and play, um, and, and I love that. And let's look at it from that perspective too. You know, they're all talking about Justin Langer, and he's had to cap- coach Australia right across all three formats and disciplines, mm. whereas the captain only, they've realised a while, the captain only is the captain in the test side. And I think that's how they should go with the coach. You know, so it's you're just saying so much easier to manage. Well, well, let's imagine if he was the captain as well of the of the one dayers. It might just be right after a, a, a an Ashes series. Paddy Cummins, he might go. Look, this is just too much for me. I don't need this again. So I would say we would do the same thing as right. happens in a lot of other countries. Just break up the the coaching as well. Uh, and I, I reckon that's the way they're going to go. I, I I've almost got no doubt at all they're going to go that way. And I'm hearing. You know, from some of the all-time greats of our game and captains and leaders, that they're saying there's no way they can get rid of Justin Langer, but just give him the test role. Let others look after the rest. So, what makes him the better test coach rather than a one-day T20 coach? Or are you just going oh, to split know, it down but, the middle? But the test, but the, the test coach is the P. It's the plum. It's the really important job. Honestly, I don't give a rat's about the one days, except for when it's in a World Cup year. But the rest of the time, who cares about winning and losing one-day series and T20 series? We don't. I can't even remember half of those. But but you know, you, I know how we go in the Ashes all the time. We know how we go against India when we play South Africa, when we play New Zealand. The, the Test series are the most important, and that's the plum job, and that's where Justin Langer, I think, should be still at the top of the tree. Andrew McDonald, the assistant coach, says he's not interested in taking over from JL. I wonder if it'd be different though yeah. if it's. If it is a split system like you're saying, let's say he was granted the – and I think he'll be a good coach. I, I think if he was given the one days and the T20s and, – and JL kind of gave it his blessing if he was okay with it. Um, I wonder if he'd be interested then. But has, has he, I don't even know what Andrew McDonald's done as a coach. Has he been? Well, he's assistant, assistant coach. coach. So he, but that doesn't mean he's a good coach. I would, it, means, uh, it might mean he's a really good assistant coach. And I can tell you what, my experience is only in rugby league. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really good assistant coaches who are not good coaches, who are not good head coaches. That's just, 
doing the, the whole lot is completely different than concentrating on one area as an assistant coach and working with small groups and not having to make all the big decisions. There are many, and I reckon there's many that would put their hand up who've formerly been head coaches who are now much better in that role as assistant coach. And some of them would still aspire to get back there, I'm sure, like Dave Ferner and Johnny Cartwright and co. But I think they're really, really good um, as uh, as assistant coaches. So maybe that's where Andrew McDonald should stay. Trevor Bayless is the one who we still don't know how he feels, and I wouldn't be surprised if they split. You know, they'd let Trevor Bayless look after the shorter format stuff and Justin Langer, who I've got to say, he's got the support of, of, of Ponting, um, Steve War. Shane Warne, Gilchrist, there's not many that are saying he should go, put it mm. that way. They're all saying, you got to stay. Why would you be making a change at this point? Steve from Norellans uh, texted through on 0457 736 736. Hey, guys, just a question. What does the actual coach do on the cricket team? Well, he still does a lot of coaching. In fact, Held um, a lot. Yeah. In fact, Travis Head even thanked um, Justin Langer the other day because he's helped him with his batting, change his you know change the way he approaches batting. So still does a fair bit. Anyway, uh, give us your thoughts. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Shop online and in store at Barbecues Galore. The range, the price, the knowledge. Uh, now you're cooking. We better get to a break on sports day. When we come back, Adam Peacock standing by live from the Oz Open here on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super-fast, charging, all-electric Kia EV6. Yeah, I mean, this is this is beautiful. It, I mean, I've said it a few times. It's felt like it's an eternity since since I have been on the, back on this beautiful court. And last year was just incredible. Um, obviously, highlighted by Wimbledon, it was it was a dream of mine, and I was extremely fortunate that it came true. And uh, I had so much fun in that week, and um, I'm just glad I was able to enjoy it with with my team, um, everyone back here in Australia. But it's certainly nice to be back on home soil now. And and playing as well as I did tonight, it was it was a lot of fun out here. Ash Barty after her first round win last night at the Oz Open. Uh, the super-fast charging all-electric Kia EV6 gives you an Australian Open update right now. Joining us from SCN and Code Sport, Adam Peacock, who's Woo-hoo. at the Australian Open. G'day, Ads. Afternoon, gents. How are you? Very good. How good was Ash last night? Yeah, fantastic. Um, you know, it's expected of her now, and it, it's great to see her not only do what's expected, but do it in such a convincing manner, like inside an hour, dropping one game. Maybe could have double bagels, if, if anything. But, yeah, it was um, just an elite performance from a, a player at the very top of her game. Adam, was it almost a sense of relief that play finally got on, underway yesterday and last night and we could just think, you know, yeah. tennis and not have to worry about all the uh, the other stuff that was going on? Plenty of other stuff. And you can understand that. Look, look it's not often that the, the world's most famous tennis player, arguably, gets detained by a federal government and chucked in a refugee hotel and then has to fight his way through court to try and play. You can understand the attention given to it, but it was a, an unnecessary, when you look back on it, at the very start of how it all happened, it all became the feeling of it's all very unnecessary. What are we doing this for? Like a greater meaning. And and inside of that was we can't wait for the tennis to start and not provide a distraction. It's just like going to be there so we're going to pay attention to mm. it and that's exactly what happened yesterday I, I noticed walking around the grounds there was a couple of um, groups of Serbian fans who were out watching the, the Serbian players and they were very much of Novak Djokovic and one of them had been held up a flag to say he's the number one if you like it or not and you get that you know they're, they're passionate about their man but everyone else kind of just moved on with it and enjoyed the tennis 
Yeah, outside of that, you know, it should be just a great Australian Open. Although, actually, in Serbia, they call it the Australian Closed now. So, no. um, Now, last <laughs> night, yes, Tanasi Kokonakis, unfortunately, after such a good weekend and the excitement and the, uh, you know, the euphoria of winning the Adelaide International, it just looked like he couldn't get back up for, for, the, uh, for his first rounder. Yeah, that was a hangover. He really needed the, uh, the, the four hash browns and strawberry hmm. shake to get over. Uh, <laughs> is, that it? is that the cure? That's, that's my go-to, yeah. Um, <laughs> but everyone's different. Everyone's different. Look, it was an emotional high, and he, there was going to be a fall-off there. He just never got going. He, he tried to. He tried to do everything he could, but he just his forehand's his big weapon, and he just couldn't have consistency on that wing. The, the court was a little slower. The opponent was good because he wasn't missing Huntsman, the, the German who who qualified, and he just played the, the, the perfect unemotional game, and Kokonakis was just on edge and never got back to where he needed to be, which is in the centre emotionally. So it was, look, it's all a big learning experience. It'll feel like the worst loss he's ever had in his life right now, but time goes on, he'll just have to get on it, get back on the horse, and if he's fit and firing, he'll he'll do well through the course of the year. You might have to get on it as well, mate. So after that Adelaide win, finally celebrate it. Um, great story yeah. today, mate. Sam Stowe's 20th and final Oz Open singles campaign. She's up a break currently in the second set. Lost the first set in a tiebreaker. Uh, mate, Sam, she she's one of the quiet achievers of Australian women's tennis, isn't she? Yeah. Um, on Linda Pierce did a really good in-depth story, and Linda's followed her career um, throughout and, and Linda's been a long time tennis writer and she did this story for Code Sports where I worked and had to get in the plug so sorry about that but <laughs> she she basically goes along the lines and, and Sam was quoted inside of it saying that I, I do think I've been a little harshly judged here in Australia because I've obviously never got it done here in Australia and then the other tournament that I haven't really played well at is Wimbledon now, they're the two main ones as far as Australian tennis mm. audience is concerned historically and the fact that one of them's in our own backyard. So, yeah, she, she hasn't really got it done here in Australia because conditions haven't really suited and, you know, for maybe got inside her head as well. But French Open finalist, US Open winner. I was there that yeah. day where she played oh, wow. Serena off the court. It was the best performance I've seen in a big moment for a very long time from an Australian athlete. So I don't think that should be underestimated. She's she's more than probably, she's overachieved, if you know what I mean. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. She's got the most out of herself. That's probably mm. a better way of putting it. And hopefully she gets another match at singles. I think this is her last ever singles tournament. So hopefully she gets a, a few more matches. But um, yeah, she's in, involved in a, in a close one there in her first rounder. Yeah, she's up 4-1 now, uh, and again, one break up at the moment. Uh, other Aussies in action today, Wadaria Gavrilova, she lost in straight sets. Uh, Thompson, Popperin, Boltz, uh, Kyrgios. I didn't know. I, I thought yeah. he'd pulled out due to illness, and Demon are playing. Tell us a bit about Boltz. Who, who is this young man? Alex Bolt. Yeah, he's been around a while. He's, he's struggled to kind of – it's really hard to get your tennis ranking from between 100 and 200 inside the top 100 because you, you kind of play in these challenger events and you feel like you're playing a lot of matches, but points-wise, you're not getting the reward. So you feel like you're treading water. Whereas if you get on inside the top 100, you get into the big events and one or two wins means, bang, you're, you're kind of there 
for the while the way that the the rolling point system works. So Alex is one of those guys who's kind of yeah between 100 and 200. Talent player, lefty, um, likes giving the ball a slap. And yeah, just getting around to that forehand can play a bit of all court. So yeah, it'd be fun to watch later on. Should be yeah. Do you do you rate um, Alex Dimonor and Nick Kyrgios a a good chance of getting through to their first few rounds, first few matches? Really, who knows with Nick? Um, it escapes you who Alex is playing first up. I know he's playing at seven o'clock on Market Court Arena, but um, Nick, is it he's playing uh, Musetti from uh, Italy? Oh, the Italian. Yeah, he um, yep. can hit a ball. Uh, probably suited to a clay court more, but. Um, it's something that Alex needs to take care of if he wants to do what he wants to do, and that's get back inside mm. the top 20, which he's capable of doing. Um, as for Kyrgios, he's playing Liam Brody, qualifier, who could give him a match, but Nick, who knows what you're going to get. It's like the, the lolly bag at the kids' party. You, you open it up and then you find <laughs> out what you get. And you're either happy or you've got the bag full of licorice. So anyway, we'll we'll wait and see what um, we get with Nick a bit later on because he's had COVID. He's barely hit. I think he's had a 45-minute hit on the courts here, and that's all his practice that he's done this week. So mm. who the hell knows what we're going to get. Woogie, did you notice how quick I was with my flags? Compared to last night, yes, I, yes. I, I didn't saw want to he was playing that. Lorenzo Musetti, <laughs> and I saw the green, red, and white uh, flag, and I quickly worked out that's Italy. He got stumped by the South African flag yesterday. Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> did you? I love my flag. Uh, yeah, <laughs> love my flag. Like, yeah, it's like years of watching the Olympics. Yes, you're. Um, yeah, you have a lot in common with. Um, Sheldon out of Big Bang Theory there, Adam, if, if that's not too much of a... All right, can you not insult right? our guest? He's given up his time he to talk to us. He loves his flags. Sheldon hey, loves his flags. Has I don't Rafa... mind it. Look, look, look with, with flags, I've learned them through the Olympics. And with Australian geography, I've learned them through watching horse racing. So, I mean, sport gives you oh. so much. I'm still thinking about lolly bags. I, I'm not, not even concentrating <laughs> on flags yet. Hey, mate, Rafa, has he got what it takes to win the Australian Open? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of four, I reckon, that can win it. Uh, Zverev... Rafa, Tsitsipas, but my overwhelming favourite is Medvedev. But, yeah, mm. um, I, I'd like to see a Rafa, Rafa Medvedev final. They're on opposite sides of the, the draw. That would satisfy my needs. I don't know if we're going to get there because Rafa, well, he's, he's just got to avoid the, 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 five, the unnecessary five-setter um, in the first week, which means so much these days in the men's game. If, if you can tap dance your way through the first week without getting to five and going four hours. That that helps so much at the back end of the tournament. Um, Rafa now plays the the guy who beat Kokonakis yesterday, Yannick Humphman, who I think he's going to really struggle against Rafa because he, he just won't be yeah. able to get the balls back that he did yesterday. So, yeah, he, he set himself up nicely. So I'm just imagining Rafa versus Medvedev. What are those flags going to look like in the final? <laughs> uh, there'll be a red and a... Uh, a yellow one with a little insignia Spain. to signify Spain, yes. and there'll be a blue, red, and white right. horizontal stripe one for Russia. USA. Oh, Russia. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, very oh, good Russia. geography lesson here, guys. <laughs> very Thanks. Good. Well Appreciate done. it. Hey, listen, before we let we go, um, you're there. Still nothing from Craig Tiley. Do, do we expect we might get some sort of explanation around the whole Novak Djokovic thing, but now maybe after the tournament? Yeah, that, that's the way it should play. It shouldn't be about Novak today or the rest of the week or early, even next week. Um, focus should be on what we're doing here and understand Craig kind of ducking and diving and not really want to make public comment because the only question that's going to come from his his way to from the press room is all about Novak. So 
Mm. Look, it, it, it is about the tennis. And it, it, I know that sounds like a cop-out. Say, oh, we need answers. We demand answers. Well, the answers are still going to be same in two weeks' time as they are right now. So yeah, right. I think everyone just needs to cool out. Um, but there, there needs to be answers given. Like, it, it shouldn't be let go. And, oh, we get to February and forget about it. No, I, I reckon they need to come out and fully explain what goes on because if people are going to be interested in this tournament, they deserve to know what exactly transpired over the, the last three weeks in that complete circus. All right. Adam Peacock from Code Sports. And also, SEN, appreciate your time from the Oz Open today, mate. Take care. Cheers, guys. Have a good hour. Cheers, you too. The super-fast charging all-electric Kia EV6. Uh, it's as silent as the Critics badge. Find out more, kia.com forward slash au. Bring you our Australian Open update. Yep. What's the Norwegian flag look like? That badge, is it blue and white? No, that would be... That's probably Greece. Yeah, I think that's Greece. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, listen, are you going to test me all day? See, this I'm is what I love. find it myself. Listen, this is what I love about Badge. He gets a flag wrong, so now he deflects and puts it on everyone else. You're a genius. It's red. It's got a, I meant a red. white cross inside a red flag. No, that's I Swedish. Think. That's the Sweden flag, isn't it? Oh, same thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it know. is. It's Swiss. Can you stop doing this? Uh, this is Sports <laughs> Day. Uh, thanks to uh, Kia. When we come back, Chris Nelson with a Racing Queensland update. It's we'll blue. Check... It's blue. Sorry. I did say blue, didn't I? Yeah, you're right the first time. Did, what did you say, Fonzie? You're... <laughs> he doesn't say this often, folks. <laughs> doesn't say it often. Uh, back in a moment with Chris Nelson on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super-fast charging all-electric Kia EV6. Welcome back to Sports Day. Yes, Badge and Jace here. Uh, Sats away until the 31st. He'll be um, he'll be back. He took um, he's been sure crook. that long? Yeah, he, he's he's been crook. He's had COVID pretty bad, and then his wife mm. got it, and then his mum got it, and they're all under the same roof. And today's first day out. He took the dog Frank to doggy daycare. Oh, well, that's a good, I was going to say dad, but what? good work. But he that's... said he has to, he said, oh, oh, I've got to pick it up early. It's not allowed to do a full day. It's only allowed to do a half a day. So it gets anxious when other dogs are leaving. He wants to go with them. Oh, so he has to, they have to be there first. Yes. When it's pick up time. So they've got to check the schedule of everyone else to see when they're picking up as well. Just we're going to start working around Frank and Sats, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Show. Yes. Hey, Racing Queensland update time. Queensland is your place to race. Chris Nelson. Are you, have you got a dog, Chris? No, I've got a rag dog cat, Jason. I'm a cat person too, mate. I love cats. No, we haven't got a... Uh, this, the rag dolls are very much like a cat. Oh, sorry, the rag dolls are very much like a dog. They follow you around. They come down to the door and greet you when you come home then walk off again. It's funny, funny little things. What, what, are they are they fluffy? Yes, extremely. They're those ones that they call them rag dolls because you pick them up, they just hang. They just hang there. Um, right. That's why they're called rag dolls. They don't really move. Is it actually much. real? Pretty... Is it real? Or is your wife? <laughs> just, Sometimes you wonder. She, it's a joke. She bought you a mop and put some eyes on it. And told you it was a cat. <laughs> Sometimes you wonder. That doesn't doesn't do a lot. It's got a good life. I'll tell you that much. I can imagine Chris Nelson sitting on his mahogany couch with the fire going. Uh, yeah, in a dressing a gown, smoking a pipe, patting his cat. <laughs> what's what's the name slippers. of your cat? Uh, Millie. Millie. Uh, after anything in particular? No, no. Kids named it, so uh, I have no idea how they came up with that one. Yeah, they named didn't our get dog. Involved. They named our dog too. Called it Lulu. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I got my sister's got a cat called Lulu. They're very common names, aren't they? 
in the animal world. Hey, listen, uh, what's happening in Racing Queensland this week? Where, where are they well, racing? I want to give you some news actually away from Racing Queensland, Jason. This will interest you. I don't know if you've covered it this morning. Did you hear the news on Willie Pike? Uh, no. 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 Well, Willie Pike is making the move to Sydney. Uh, he's going to ride in Sydney. Yeah. So um, we know it's probably got a lot to do with this um, double vax set up in WA, which will take effect on the 5th of February. And there's no such mandate in Sydney amongst the jockeys at this stage. You don't have to be double vaxxed to ride in Sydney. So he's moving to Sydney and he's going to be riding track work very shortly and away he goes. So just add the name W. Pike to Jay McDonald and T. Berry and Kay McAvoy and uh, Huey Bowman and uh, you've got a pretty decent list of jockeys yeah. in Sydney. James, yeah, uh, the, the Wizard of the West, isn't he? Yeah. Who are we going to back on the last in Perth? Well, uh, probably. I think the Parnums will ride most of those uh, horses. So just keep an eye on those, okay. those ones with those pink and cerise colours. but. I don't know what happens if the mandate changes. That obviously remains to be seen. There's about seven of those Parnums. You can't go wrong if you back them all. I know. In the last, Woogie. <laughs> Where are we racing this week in Queensland? Uh, we are racing at Ipswich tomorrow, Rockhampton on Thursday, Dolby Friday during the day, the Sunshine Coast Friday night, Doombin's the main meeting on Saturday, Gatton and Townsville backup meetings, and then we race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Just something out of the trials this morning, guys. Star Tontes. Really good filly from the Robert Heathcote stable. Uh, she'll be heading to some of those better races, I'd say, in Sydney in the autumn. She was placed in Group 1 company last prep. She trolled really well at Doom and in Heat 13. Have a look at that on your TV uh, tonight on Sky Channel. She sat back last and just cruised down the outside, had them covered in no time. So she's right on song. Okay. I wonder if Will, Will, William Pike's going to make it out to deep water on this weekend. Or uh, races I'm what's going the other to. place? Tenterfield? Tenderfield, yeah, no, no, it was it. just south of Do Tenderfield. Do we have to go there twice? Come on, guys. It's racing Queensland, you not can't. racing it's New South Wales. invitation only, Woogie, so you can't go. <laughs> Queensland, <laughs> Queensland is racing. Let me fix this relationship now. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Uh, we'll catch... Oh, hang on. What's going on with Fluffy in the background? Is it... No, that was my daughter. She's just come back and, you know, sometimes... The... You didn't realise uh, Dad's on the radio and just bang, away you go. But I'm sure it happens in uh, every place. Yeah. Kids, eh? Kids. But kids and It's not fluffy either. Cats. It's Millie. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Millie. 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 All right, mate. We'll catch you Thursday. No worries, guys. All the best. Cheers. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. You too, right? Uh, weather for New Farm Australian through and through our forecast uh, for Sydney tomorrow badge when my... Actually, let's start off with Brisbane. Tomorrow's forecast for Brizzy, 31 degrees after an overnight low of 23. Jeez, it was hot on the Gold Coast last night, I can tell you that much. Oh, yes. I could hardly sleep. I was sweating. Uh, 25 for Sydney tomorrow, 80% chance of rain after an overnight low tonight of 20 degrees. Cloudy, high chance of showers. Astoza still holding a break in the second set of the Australian Ooh. Open. Hopefully we'll be able to update you on that real soon. This is Sports Day for the super-fast-charging all-electric Kia EV6. It's a silence as the critics find out more. Kia.com forward slash AU. Uh, when we come back, Gold Coast Titan Phil Sammy joins us here on Sports Day. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the super-fast, charging, all-electric Kia EV6.
Welcome back to Sports Day. Gary Belcher, Jason Matthews here. Tuesday, exciting stuff going on with the Australian Open. All the positive stuff is finally happening with the Oz Open. Uh, Sam Stoes has won that second set uh, against Anderson from America. Uh, one, one set all, and they're just starting the third set now. She won that second set 6-3. Well done, Sammy. Hopefully we'll get another match out of her. Otherwise, this will be her last singles match ever, Twenty campaigns at the Australian What did you Open. say? Your daughters are in Stosa House. At... Stosa, Helen's Vale High School. Wow. She is cool. admired at that school, along yeah, with a few other... She should be. Along with a few other athletes as well. So come on, Sammy. You can do it. Do it for Helen's Vale High School. Rightio, uh, Phil Sami from the Titans, meant to be joining us. He doesn't need us. He's got a big, fat new contract until the end of 2024 badge. I uh, just had a... <laughs> fun... <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't need to talk to us. He's above us. Now, he... Uh, uh, we just got a phone call saying that uh, their schedule's changed. So uh, maybe tomorrow, uh, Phil Sami will be with us on Sports Day. I want to have a chat. If that to doesn't him. happen tomorrow, uh, maybe Thursday. We'll, just, we'll get a Phil Sami voodoo doll. Oh, are we? Hey, the funny thing the was, and... <laughs> the funny thing was, the media guy goes, "Mate, uh, have you do it later today?" I said, "Well, we won't be, won't be on air." And he goes, "Ah, uh, but or, or another day." I said, "Okay, what about tomorrow?" He goes, "Oh." Oh, <laughs> well, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Any well, other day except yeah. tomorrow or the next day. Any day hey. ending in Y, it's no good. But, <laughs> but there is plenty of NRL news around at the moment, isn't there? There is. There is. Before we do that, did you mention Chris O'Connell? Uh, he's won the first two sets no. against Hugo Gaston, the uh, Frenchman. Uh, 7-6-6, love. He's down 5-3rd in the third set. So it's uh, looking... More like he'll probably go to four, but he's uh, he's in the box seat, Chris O'Connor. I'm, I'm only covering the tennis players who went to uh, Helensvale High School. Yeah. So that's all I'm doing. Uh, 0457, sure by the way. Yeah, sorry. You sure he didn't, Chris O'Connell? I'll double check. He 04... grew up in the northern beaches of Sydney, so it's probably not. No, go on, keep it's going. a long commute. 0457 736 736 is our text number. If you want to get involved in the show, one of the things we were asking as well uh, was about Pat Cummins, what are your thoughts on him as a skipper so far? The Aussie team, Badge, quite rightly so, said it was fairly could easy. Could anyone first, bag him? Yeah. First, fairly easy first campaign, right? Woogie, you could have captained Australia. No, Thanks, I take Badge. that back. That's a bit, it's going a bit far. far. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, thanks your to wife Mc... could have captained Australia. Oh, come on. To a victory over the Poms. I was just letting, no, it didn't make one people to think we were being ridiculous. <laughs> Get your dream McDonald Jones home started today. Coming up, uh, it's our Tuesday, true or false. Have you got um, any lined up, Badge? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, I'm going to do that. It's also that time of the the week where we do our favourite. What? So we throw up some ridiculous stories that are around in the news, uh, plus your text. Uh, And uh, last laugh today, Badge, you got that ready to go? It's how we like to finish the show. Sats normally delivers a side-splitting laugh. But, uh, however, you're in charge of the jokes. you got nope. one ready to go. Why I'm not? not. Why you're not? doing it. Why? No, I'm not. Because No, because you refuse to participate. You just think it's funny that no matter what, I, how brilliant and intelligent and funny my jokes are, Hello? you refuse to respond. So it's yours now, Woogie. If you I'm want not it to happen, it. it'll be your last laugh. Oh, Have oh I, hang on. No, I'm not doing it. Well, no. Well, you don't. Well, you've done well, nothing I don't, else I don't, today. Want, I don't want this to sound rude, but you don't do much. And, I, and it gives you the chance to, when I say you don't do much, I don't mean behind the scenes. This gives you a chance yeah. to shine, Gary Belcher. Is that right? So you don't mean behind the scenes or you mean behind the oh, scenes? I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, I've, how, how big is this hole I'm digging? 
Don't Are you going to do it, Badge, or not? No. Okay, listeners, we don't need you, Badge. Give us a joke. 0457 736 736. Give us a joke we can actually broadcast to finish the show with tonight. Okay, today. That'd be great. 0457 736 736. A clean joke. Oh. All right. Not one you tell down the pub. Listeners out. Uh, Give us a joke. Uh, NRL news, mate. What's happening with Val Holmes? He has. Oh, he's revealed that he's going to move into the centres. He played, um, you know, he, he. the Cowboys got him back from uh, his little stint in the NFL to play fullback. But, uh, yeah, he's going to have a, a move into the centres and a bit of a roaming position. So I was a bit, bit shocked to, uh, to read about Val playing there. And, he's, look, he's, he's one of the world's best wingers. I've got no doubt about that. But that's certainly where you wouldn't play him in club football. He'd be a bit of a waste there. So into the centres for big Val Holmes. Another bloke who's a, uh, a very good outside back is uh, is Philip Sami who we just we're going to talk to who's just confirmed they've signed him for two more years at the Gold Coast now not surprisingly we're going to read about these deals and I thought maybe they'd lock him up further but he'd be like a lot of other blokes he's a Queenslander like Val who the Dolphins would be quite interested in they're struggling yeah, to get signings yeah. aren't they yeah the Dolphins and they're looking at um, I think probably looking across the board uh, to try to get players, but no surprise they're trying to get some talented outside backs. And that's why this um, Herbie Farnworth from the Broncos, Englishman, is on their radar. Mm. They're keen to sign him as well. So, it, look, uh, in the past we've heard about clubs that have, uh, you know, they, their name gets tossed up. Any struggling club, the Bulldogs had plenty of it over the last few years. Every time someone was off contract, they talked about the Bulldogs making a play for them. and I mean, I think half the time it wasn't true at all. But I reckon you can believe everything you read about this with the Dolphins. They're desperate to get some more players signed, Woogie. Badge, would you expect them to have more players at this stage? Or is there? Or they've said, look, there's no rush. We'll sign the right players at the right I time. Would. Yeah. I would expect them. And I would have thought there'd be maybe some more signings soon. So... At you know, least a marquee right the player. End of the year. Yeah, and there's a lot of players that will come off contract at the end of the year. Um, they haven't got too many signed, have they? And I would think, you know, I'm not saying they're, they're um, panicking. I'd say they'd be a bit anxious about their lack of quality signings to Let- this point. It's okay to sign players and pl- sign yeah. second-tier players and young players that have got potential. But they do need that uh, that core group of uh, established players that can help them hit the ground running when they start, start the comp in 2023. So if they can sign a marquee player, do you reckon others will start going, right, that's Just, the club I want to go to? It depends on who it is, Woogie. But no, I don't really think so because they signed Wayne Bennett, who's a massive attraction, and that hasn't really opened the floodgates. So for some reason, it's been tricky for them. Um, and you know I can't put my fingers finger on exactly what it is. They you know signed Felice Cafusi and uh, a couple of others, but no, you know not really any. Um, is it because great squad of players yet? Is it because players don't want to take the risk that they may not win a premiership? And I don't know. It's just there better. Could be, that could be one player or five players. That yeah. could be why. And other players, it'll be they don't want to move out of Sydney or or where they're living at the moment. Um, for other players, it might be they're already established and their and their their club has made a. You know, uh, an offer they can't refuse to stay. It's um, it'll be wide and varied as to why they can't, but they uh, they certainly need to to start going in hard. Mm. Righto. Um, Big Nelson could be switching codes, oh, or he this is. is. 
this is interesting. This is about COVID. This is about vaccination. He's the, I believe he's the only Melbourne Storm player unvaccinated. Um, I, I suspect he's unvaccinated. That's why he wants to go. And he, he's talking to Japanese rugby. But I did read as well that uh, Australian rugby is um, is kind of interested as well. That they might make a uh, a play for him too. So mm. the big fella is a is a is a weapon, isn't he? Um, uh, big Kiwi and has played a lot of test footy. Um, but it, they're, they're talking about him seeing his contract out next year and then joining the Japanese League One competition in 2023. Now, how he goes about his stuff next year, if he doesn't or he hasn't been vaccinated, um, then that, that's going to be very tricky. Uh, trying to travel. Melbourne Storm basically play half their games away, half at home. Unless, you know, unless they do get based, you know, in Queensland again. I'm not sure if that'll happen. But how he goes about all of that is uh, is a very, very difficult thing. Now, what we do know with this whole COVID thing is that um, it's forever changing. And I did hear some stuff. I think we've got some stuff here from Graham Annesley, the, uh, the boss of footy at the NRL, talking about uh, the, how the strategies have to change this year for tackling COVID. Can we kind of try and break down, mate, if if we can, how the game is approaching this different strain with so much COVID now in the community? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's certainly a different environment for us going into 2022 than it was in either 21 or 20. Uh, I think, generally speaking, over the last two years, our approach has been about trying to uh, eliminate COVID from the competition, keep it out of the competition and, uh, uh, you know, continue operating as per normal. And, and that's reflected in uh, government policy. Um, as we know, state governments have closed borders and tried to keep the virus out. Uh, with Omicron, of course, it's uh, it's now widespread in the community. Uh, just about everyone that you know uh, has uh, has been in contact with it in some way, uh, you know, just if you've avoided it to this point, you've been pretty lucky. But uh, that's going to create uh, some challenges for us this year because uh, it, it is going to be in and around uh, our, our clubs. And, and so we're moving from a, an elimination strategy to more of a management strategy and trying to identify those that have got it before they actually enter the club environment and, uh, and keep them isolated so that they don't spread it to others. It's different. It's, it's good to see that the NRL are very flexible on this. Some clubs, the Titans, for example, 22 22 players and staff, majority players, had COVID last week or the week before. Once, from what I believe, once you get it, it it builds up your immunity system against against it again. And we've talked about this, the same with the Broncos. You know, it's almost like jokingly, put them all in a spa and just let them catch it. And, And then that way, when the season starts, most of the players have gotten it. Um, so hopefully, as this thing runs its course, and, and it's not nice. I mean, I've seen what it's done to you, and I've seen what it's done to Sats and some other people. It's not nice, but it, it's once it runs its course, hopefully it doesn't come back again and interrupts people's lives. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, in some way, you'd like to think that you're much better off if most of your cl- club or all of your club, your players have had it and, and staff so that there aren't all of those... Interruptions. Two thirds, we believe, of the Warriors players have tested positive uh, just recently. It w- it's a big interruption to pre-season training, and and each player is going to have it. Um, you know, their immune system trying to fight this thing off to a different level, and therefore you get sicker, or yeah, or, and some will be some will be um, you know get breeze through it, and others will be 
like Scotty Sattler is he's had a, you know a couple of weeks of of um, of struggling. So therefore, you know, and you can't. I don't think you can automatically throw players back back in a week after they've had no uh, they've contracted it and say you should be ready to go full pelt of training because that was that's only going to be dangerous. Yes, but but I do agree with you, Woogie. They'd be better off having it now, I believe, and and going through the club so that they can uh, just get on with business. And what I've read, it, we get conflicting reports all the time, mm. don't don't we? But mm. uh, there's a very strong immunity, if, especially if you've been vaccinated, and then you get uh, COVID. Um, I believe I had the uh, Omicron strain. That for something like six months, you'll have a, a strong uh, immunity or immune response or a strong immunity to that strain um, and therefore that would almost be the footy season done and dusted yeah right Uh, and of course then they can also I'm sure they're also going to be getting boosters at some point as well well that's the key in some ways I reckon the clubs that would be more concerned would be the ones that are saying hey we've only had one or two cases I'd be kind of going gee what do we do? Let's organise a party get out there a bit more boys Go, (laughs) go, go get out in the community a bit more yeah let's all get in a small room uh, get in some affected relatives in and Away we go. No, it's it's interesting. And, and you see parts of the world too, Badge. Uh, South Africa, for example, when it hit there, it really spiked. But the fall-off is just as quick as well. Mm. You know, once it reaches its capacity, and we're hearing in certain parts of Australia, end of January, early Feb, then we should see it starting to come down. So I guess what the, what's that called? Herd, uh, herd immunity? Is that what it, what it is? So yep. uh, let's hope that is the Especially case. Especially the Cowboys. Yeah, okay. Because uh, they're hurting up. Are they hurting up uh, COVID? Is that what they're doing? Mm. Okay, good good stuff. All right, this is sports today. Uh, for the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6, is that the end of uh, your NRL? Yeah, that's all you got for us? Uh, yeah, right at this point, Woogie, I'll, uh, I might have some more tomorrow. Right, uh, if you've got a joke for us too to finish the show off with uh, today, 0457 736 736. Uh, keep it cleanish. Help Woogie out. Give him a joke. No, 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 no. I'm not doing it. Straight off the bat. Well, we won't be doing it. We won't be doing it. Chris O'Connell is playing Hugo Gaston in the Australian Open. So the the Aussie, Chris O'Connell, against the Frenchman. Won the first two sets, 7-6-6. Love went down in the third, 4-6. And it's early days. Millall. How's Sammy going? Can you do a quick check on that while I do this? If you've got a joke, 0457 736 736. Get your dream McDonald Jones home started today. Philip Sammy's not playing at the Open. But Sam Stoser is up against the American Robin Anderson. God. One set apiece. 6-7, six, 6-3, six, She's up in the third. Looking good. Right, yeah. Our Tuesday Ish. True or False is on the way next here on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the super-fast charging all-electric Kia EV6. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Jace here uh, for your Tuesday already. Um, updated scores in the uh, Australian Open. We'll give you those uh, and uh, some other stuff going on as well. Some breaking news, Badge. Storm Warriors ready to unite for Tonga. Storm and Warriors uh, dedicating their pre-season trial game on February 19 to the people of Tonga. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, it's a Casey Fields in Melbourne with uh, funds being raised for communities affected by the volcanic uh, eruptions and tsunami last Saturday, so that's that's awesome. Outstanding. The the Melbourne Storm and and the Warriors, for that matter, are very very community minded and 
uh, one of the great parts of their success for Melbourne has not just been how great they've been on the field, it's the way they've connected with their community off the field. And, and we saw it in the early days of COVID as well when they relocated up to the Sunshine Coast and won everyone over. Outstanding with the stuff they do in and around the community. Um, so I'm not surprised at all at this trial. It's uh, yeah, at Casey Fields in Melbourne will um, we'll, we'll raise funds. And I think there might be the first of, of many fundraisers that we hear from um, from major sports towards the uh, the drama and we're still very unsure it's very early days isn't it just what's mm. going on over there in Tonga because of the communication problems yeah yeah it is um, badge we, we heard earlier about um, some English cricketers not wanting to have skinfold tests and and whatnot on the Australian tour uh, mm. because it apparently it's fat shaming and, and whatnot. Uh, we're now getting reports, obviously, three Australian cricketers in England, veterans Joe Root and James Anderson, were reportedly kicked out of a Hobart establishment on Monday morning after late-night Ashes celebrations. Now, a video has gone viral on social media. Root, along with Alex Carey, Travis Head and Nathan Lyon, can be seen being confronted by at least four police officers. Lyon and Carey are still in their playing whites. Excellent. Cap- capped off their 4-0 <laughs> Ashes triumph. Over England the night before. Alex Carey's first series, oh, of course he's still going to be in his whites. He's just, <laughs> he's over the moon that he's played in an Ashes series, that he's won it. And and they've gone out for a few beers. So I, I, what's the story? Sorry, am I missed something here? Well, maybe they lost their luggage. Have they no, done anything? The story is, oh, look, if anything, it's that Joe Root and James Anderson, after the worst, one of the worst performances from an English cricket side, yeah. are out celebrating till four in the morning. Well, they would have been commiserating. They were probably in the corner with their heads inside there. Do, what, do you have schooners or pints down there in Hobart? What do they have? Uh, they, they've got schooners now, yeah. You they have, have pots. You have pots. They'd be shattered. Yeah. The other other guys would have been singing to them and at them and with them, um, the Aussies. Yeah. yeah. I, so there's nothing in it, obviously. There's no story. They didn't do anything. They didn't no, no, nothing object wrong. Object to being kicked out. And let, let's take what happens on social media and put it in the real world. So those players were confronted by at least four police officers. So were there four there or were there not? And the police officers probably just standing around going, well done, boys, great, great effort, blah, blah, blah. That's probably all it was. Yeah. Incredible. That's it. Tuesday, true or false, car yes. feeling like a sauna for expert aircon service, booking in at Repco Service. Dot com badge. Can I? Th- I've got a few here. I want to throw up to you. Can you I throw have. the first one? Why do it has to be you first? Go on. Oh, well, you can go first. Ladies first. Uh, on that you. note, <laughs> my first one is: no English players will be knighted when they return home from the Ashes. Now, this uh, has happened uh, before. Yeah, I think they might have a couple of knights in their side already, but it's happened before when they win anything overseas. <laughs> you win a darts comp in Bermuda, you'll come home and be knighted. Uh, has it happened? Will, will it happen after the Ashes, Woogie? Not knighted, maybe knifed. Uh, I'm oh. thinking, Badge. <laughs> I think I think uh, there'll be a few players yeah, cut from this team, big time, and I think the re- rebuilding for English cricket is going to commence. It's um, and it's got to go back to that long form. I've heard uh, Shane Warne talk about this. He reckons there's too many county teams. They need to cut that. I think it's 20 teams. They need to cut that down have less teams so you can have more talent um and i think yeah they've got a competition stronger competition there's been a big focus on white ball cricket in england badge and you can you can see it you know um 
they've got the 100 over there. Have you seen that, where it's 100 balls per uh, innings? Yeah. You know, to get the younger people in, you've got T20 over there. Yeah, you know, T20 is actually 120. So yeah, and they've got the 100. How ridiculous. I know. So there's not much difference in the games, right? Oh. And then you've got you've got one days, and then you've got county cricket. There's so much cricket being played. I think uh, I think Warney also went on to say that uh, if anything, T20 should be the one that's actually scaled back uh, in the UK, so we can have. Warney mentioned his first bowl in Ashes cricket. Oh, he may mention it a couple of times, Probably. but anyway. Yeah. But no, they're my thoughts. No, they won't be knighted. They'll be knifed. Ooh, that's harsh. It is. Badge, Justin Langer will be the coach of the Aussie cricket team for the Tour of Pakistan. True. Okay. Yep. I think so too. Mm. Just You've changed. I'm glad you changed. I oh, haven't changed. That. You were pushing him out the door two weeks ago. All of a sudden, you're happy to have him back, eh? Hey? So he wins the World Cup as coach. He wins the Ashes easily, 4-0. Probably should have been 5-0. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit more time in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Woogie are now prepared to concede that he should stay as the coach. Well, I've never not said that. So and well, We're going to have to go back on the record. <laughs> okay, go and find the tape where I said... Archiving. No, I've always asked the questions, right, should back. he? <laughs> you will never know where to look. What's the no, next one? find it, okay. <laughs> What's the next one? Rafa will be the first player... To win 21 Grand Slams. How many has he won currently? Player. What? How many has he won? I can't keep well, up with all this. 20? Well, just Google it while you're at it. Mate. Is it 20? I don't Google it. I can't believe you have to ask. Well, let me just tell you then. Because Rafa and Roger and Novaks are all on 20 yep. Grand Slams. So this would mean that Rafa would have to win the Australian Open. Now, given that... Or... No, I said he'll be the first player yeah, to win no. 21 Grand Slams. I'm working through it, Badge. No, no, Badge, I'm not finished. You cut me okay. off mid I'm I'm working through this. So what's the next open? It's, uh, it's is it the French? or well, French next, isn't it? Now, given that they've just mandated vaccinations in France, I'm, I'm assuming unless Djokovic gets vaccinated, he won't be playing there either, right? Unless he gets what? Vaccinated. Yeah, okay, so that's not going to happen. I'm going to say yes. Rafa will be the first player true. to win 21 Grand Slams. True. You're say true. True. It's not Tuesday yes or no. It's Tuesday <laughs> true or false. Oh, this is so hard. What um, else have you got? What do you think, though, on that? <clears throat> I don't know whether Rafa will win no. the Australian Open. Four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Who will be the next player to win the, the 21st men's? Grand Slam. No, I'm asking you. What do you reckon? Oh, me? Yeah. I'm the listeners. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, he's, he's a, he has won at Australian Open. He's a bit of a chance, but he's more likely to win the French. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. 73 times. Will Nathan Lyon actually change out of his whites this year? <laughs> True or that's, false, Badge? So that's on the back. Uh <laughs> Yeah, well, he'll have to play one day, as maybe he might get into some yellows. <laughs> so, yes, he will. Um, actually, I was going to ask you that. That's it's quite common, though. You sit around for ages in your your cricket gear. I mean, or, or, or sporting gear after a big win. Uh, have you? Did you ever go out in your Raiders gear after winning a premiership? No. 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 Uh, no. Not in my in my. 
In your playing gear. In your playing gear. No. No? No. Well, that's... Uh, Got no, nothing for you there. Nathan Lyon and, and Alex Carey have done the equivalent of that in Hobart, so that's that's outstanding. Uh, wrap up. We've got a text here on 0457 736 736. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Rapper is a French Open specialist. Yeah. Yeah. 13. He's won. Yeah, there you go. The Aussie Open once back in 2009. He's won 13 French, two Wimbledon and, Wimbledon and four US. Okay. Well, Novak's won't be at the French Open. So, yes, he's definitely going to get that 21 Grand Slams. Uh, Woogie and Badge, you can get Omicron more than once. You'd have to be a dope to try and catch COVID deliberately. Okay, well that's um, yeah, arguable, Tom. I've been I've been lucky so far, Badge. Mm. I'm living yeah, like a hermit. The luckiest thing is you got no friends. <laughs> it's a good so time. So you don't see anybody. Yes. Uh, and your wife doesn't let you out. No, she doesn't. Not at all. Except for on the boat. And you're only allowed to go on your own. So it's yeah, it's all in all, you've you've got the perfect life for someone who doesn't want to catch it. Uh, she comes out on the dinghy just to to Check ensure that I'm doing everything correctly. I'm putting the bungs in. Uh, nearly put it in the other day without. It's too much stuff to remember. Hey, Badge, will the Sharks be a premiership threat this year? True or false? Is that a true or false? That's 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 a yes or no question. Okay, true or false? The, the Sharks, Sharks will be a premiership threat. False. Elaborate. Um, they won't. They've recruited well. They have, yeah. They have done pretty well. Uh, and they've been, they've been know, managing. I, I would say maybe a couple of years' time, but I wouldn't say this year that they're going to be. To be a premiership threat, you have to be uh, top four. I'm just not sure they're ready to jump into the top so, four. So, so given what they've recruited and how they've gone in past years with what they've had, they've been around the top eight and made the top eight. You don't think they can make that next step? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they'll be this year. I mean, I think they might get, head towards it this year. And and if they have a really strong year, I would say maybe next in 2023 they could be a premiership threat. But, um, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It, it, t- it takes a couple of years of building to get back there. So, yeah, Sharks fans, obviously, I'd say, would disagree with me. But it's just how I... Um, how I feel about them at the moment. All right. Uh, your thoughts on badges, true or false, on the Sharks, 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. Oh, by the way, Tuesday, true or false, car feeling like a sauna. For expert aircon service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre at repcoservice.com. We're going to get to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, thanks to the uh, the brand-new um, super-fast-charging all-electric Kia EV6. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to get into our... Oh, hang on. I've got to get ready to play this. What? Yep. Uh, some ridiculous news stories around today. We'll throw them up next on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super-fast-charging all-electric Kia EV6. Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, if you want to get involved on the McDonald Jones talkback line, uh, you can do so. 0457 736 736. Get your dream McDonald Jones home started today. Uh, badge, uh, someone's thrown in a late true or false? Mm-hmm. They have set... Oh, where's that gone? Okay, while you're doing that, let me throw something oh, yeah. at you. Glenn from Adelaide has text through. Believes that Tiley needs to be sacked. That's Rod Tiley. No, not Rod Tiley. Um, what's his name? Mr. T. Yeah, he should be sacked. Uh, the boss of the Australian Open for his handling 
and and creating a loophole to allow Djokovic to play at the Australian Open and got found out. Well, I think we all want to know what happened. I, I think that, that's the thing. And people, you know, yesterday when we were talking about this, Woogie was saying, you know, who's to blame? We've got to blame someone. Maybe the blame is just on Novak Djokovic for trying to find a loophole. But if he has been misled by people or, or, or some people about uh, coming to Australia and being allowed in, then some you know, then they can put their hand up. But we need to find out. We haven't mm. really heard exactly how this all, all unfolded. Um, we have our suspicions, but we don't really know. So, yeah. you, know, I, I, you know, I'm happy to think that it's just Novak and his team. Um, they decided not to be to get vaccinated, and that's where they stuffed up. But but um, the silence from Robbie Craig Tiley, not Rod Tiley, Craig Tiley, and the the board at Tennis Australia is quite deafening. Mm. You know, it's yeah. anyway. Uh, Rod Tiley was one of the great uh, news readers in that's uh, where I got radio it from. for a long, long time, Mister T. That's right. That's where I got it from. Champion bloke he was. Hey, here's one badge. I think England should sack Silverwood and get Justin Langer as coach, seeing as Australia doesn't seem to want him. Well, we don't know that for a fact. There's a bit of a push there, you know, and I, I think you're exactly right. We did hear last week some coming from England. They were saying, "Oh, you know, Justin Langer's going to get pushed out." I think there's a real there's a real fight for him now, and so there should be because they've won the Ashes four nil. They were you know won the World Cup. They've been outstanding, and and Justin Langer was listening to uh, the criticism, if you want to find a better word for it. I'm not sure, but uh, about his technique, his style, a little bit abrasive, a little bit uh, too confronting at times for the modern day player. Um, you know, I tend to think they're a bit sooky, but that's just me. Uh, but I think his, his success is, is enough to keep his job. Now, if he was to be let go, oh, there would be no end of suitors for him. And I think the English uh, English cricket side or um, English cricket board mm. would be very, very quick to, to try to get him on board, with mm. them, which speaks volumes of just how good he is. Yep, I agree there. Hey, um, another one. We haven't talked about this today. I don't know if we touched on it yesterday either, but crowds at the 2020 um, and the schedule has been all has been all over the place because of you know rescheduling and COVID and now they're in a hubble. Um, if people are worried about the crowds for the 2020 Big Bash, why don't they play all the games on the weekend, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, and Sunday, like the footy do? Now oh, I don't think that's a, a bad idea. The other thing is the TV mm. coverage on Fox Cricket is so good. Why would you want to go to the ground? No name on that text. Yep. There you go. All right, a couple more texts here um, about the Sharkies. And I said, no, I didn't think they'd be a, a premiership threat next year, which for mine means you probably have to finish top four. But uh, Sharky and Nara says their first time at home in two years. Very good point. They have played away from home during all that rebuild. Top eight certainties, top four, big show. You've got no idea. Oh, thanks, Sharky. But um, I have an opinion. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've got any idea. <clears throat> and we did talk earlier on about... Um, players and clubs perhaps being better off if they do get COVID now. We got put in our place by one of our listeners saying you can catch Omicron a couple of times. Uh, another one now from the Reptile. Afternoon, boys. You have to be an absolute dope and pelican to send a text like that when World Health have said you will have an immunity for six months. And I won't read the next bit out because it's, it's pretty. he's giving him a bit of a hard time. So we were right. Well, you well, were right. I'm not you sure we're right. right. It's an opinion. You know, it's uh, as I said, there is conflicting uh, stories and um, not evidence, but there are conflicting reports around that you will be immune, you, you might not be. But I understand where people say don't try to go out there and catch 
COVID, but I don't think those clubs would be too disappointed as long as none of those players um, get to, you know get too ill from it. Right, yeah, let's do this on Sports Day. It's time for the unusual, what the stupid, what and the ridiculous. Yeah, this is a, a segment where we just throw up some of the weird stuff uh, from the weekend. Badge, please uh, go first. Well, I um. Seems like a pretty low act by Ukrainian tennis player Diana Yastremska. She retired from her first round match at the Australian Open, um, supposedly hurt. Uh, it has to be hard to beat for the most bizarre already in this year's tournament. Um, she bowed out against American Madison Brengel. The, the, the crazy part is she pulled the pin when she the score was 6-1, love 6 Five love. She was down what? five love in the final set, and then she says, "No, I can't go." Now, according to many people involved in tennis, it's very much frowned upon by fellow players. When you know you're beaten, you're gone, and you don't even allow the uh, you know the, the winner, the person that's about to win the game, the uh, the glory of taking that victory. And this is the same player who was banned. I'm not sure you remember last year's Australian Open. She turned up. She she had. She flew out here, but she tested previously to a positive or banned substance. She tested positive. So she got banned from the Oz Open, and she has been accused of faking injury uh, to take medical timeouts. What do you reckon, Oprah? Mm. Yeah, pulling the pin at five. Just five, that's, love. That's crazy. Just go out there. Just just have that one game. I, on tennis, obviously, because the Australian Open going on around at the moment, um, one of the favourites for the tournament, German tennis player Alex Zverev. Good player. Very good player. Very good player. In his opening round match, uh, so used to winning, he didn't even know he won his game. What? Have you seen this? No. This is what happened when he was on, um, on court last night. Zverev doesn't even know it's over. (laughs) He didn't realise it was match point. Brilliant stuff. That's not something you see every day. I was so rarely at match point, Fitzy. I guarantee you I knew it was match point. (laughs) This guy does so much winning, he didn't even realise. He's through to the second round and he takes on the Aussie. John Millman there. So the point had finished. He won won the point and then he started to walk back to get ready for the next point. And the umpire's going, game, it's over. set, match. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that'd be nice. He is one. He, well, he will take on John Millman in the uh, in the second round of the Oz Open. Nick Kyrgios is in um, in action later on today. And have we actually talked about Nick March? I mean, will you be watching him? Will you be going for Nick Kyrgios tonight? I'll be watching. Will you be going for him? I find it hard. Yeah, me too. Maybe I shouldn't watch. Yeah, that's bad karma if I'm not cheering for an Aussie out there. And, and look, if he start, if he, oh, I say this all the time, if he just pulls his head in, shuts up, and plays, I think we'd all love. But he cheering, can't but badge. It's not in his. It's not in his demeanor. Actually, you're going to get you offside, aren't they? Yep. On oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Get started today. Um, uh, Brett's just sent through a text. Curios is an Aussie. I'm always with him. Good on you, Brett. Actually, I, I should be just like you. Chris O'Connell has just won his first rounder uh, against Hugo Gaston, the Frenchman. So the Aussie Chris O'Connell up in uh, four sets, 6-1.
in the final set there. So, yeah, excellent. Through to round two. Good start to the Australian Open for uh, for Chris O'Connell. All right, break time. This is Sports Day for the super fast charging all-electric Kia oh, EV6. What? Sam Stosa won as well. Lost the first set 7-6 and her. then won 6-3, 6-3. Good on you, Sammy. Love her. Very proud of you. They'll be going nuts at Helens Vale High School, if they're at school. There's no one there. True. Just a couple of <laughs> Ibises and a groundkeeper. Anyway, let's get to a break. This is Sports Day. <laughs> this is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Last blast time for Farmers Business Network's new 0% finance. Offer ends 31st of March. Terms and conditions apply. Saw this story floating around this morning. Badge Beth Mooney suffered a jaw fracture at training yesterday and set to undergo surgery today. No confirmation on what it means for her availability for the Ashes uh, and World Cup, but it looks unlikely. That is a massive blow. Yeah, well, they've got this Ashes series starting, haven't they? And Beth's one of the key players for for Australia. I'm about to play some one-dayers and and, and a test and some T20s that all count towards the Ashes. So that's that's a big blow for her and for... Uh, the Aussie side. I guess we wait until we see what the uh, outcome is, but if it's a fractured mm. jaw, she's mm. not going to be out there for a while. No, absolutely not. Good good thing about though, thick shakes. That's that's the recovery, just thick shakes. Is it? Yeah. Do you do smoothies or you just do thick shakes? Well, you just put, you just milk, ice cream and flavouring. A ton, ton of ice cream, a drop of milk. <laughs> just and lots of flavouring. And lots of flavour. But back What's to flavouring. Oh, I'm chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, I could tell. Are you? I don't. I don't really do thick. I like smoothies. You see, back when I had my wisdom teeth out, people weren't drinking smoothies back then, mate. They were just no, drinking. It was just no. milkshakes or. If I shakes. told you one of my key ingredients for a smoothie, you'd never have one of mine. Okay, what is it? Well, you'd, you'd okay. I'll tell you. You'd, you'd, you'd have banana, wouldn't you? You wouldn't. Yes, of banana. course I would. And and frozen berries. Yeah, I love right it. With yes, frozen mango. Yes, all good and yep. milk. And because they're frozen, you don't need to put ice cream in, so you wouldn't have that. No. But would you put spinach in your smoothie? What? Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? Why? Because it's, it's good for you. What's What's you the best? Really what are you, Popeye? It. Well, hopefully. What's the benefit of spinach? It's, it's like kale. It's good for you. Who puts that junk in a drink? You, you've never watched Popeye. It's you get big muscles and take on Brutus energy and strength. <laughs> you wouldn't do that though, would you? You could never do that. Well, you, you, you know, there's a kale farming association, and they've sat around going, "God, how do we move this junk?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one, no hey, one's eating weeds. <laughs> let's, first of all, let's give them a name. Kale sounds trendy. It's growing around a lake. We could use those four letters, and we'll call it. Kale. Do we spell that K-A-I-L? No, no, that's too common. Sounds like nail. Let's go K-A-Y-L-E. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. We'll make them think it's healthy. Who's got a Y in kale? Isn't it? Oh, is there no Y in it? <laughs> I don't know. I avoid that anyway. Have you ever yeah. had kale? It's got no taste. Well, I think I have had it in a salad somewhere, yeah. Eating Not your front really. lawn tastes better. Ian Botham let it know how he felt about the English <laughs> cricket team's performance. On, he wouldn't on, eat kale. Oh, no way. Um, I have a listen to him rip in. It's been embarrassing, if I'm honest. Um, gutless. 
I thought the way that they uh, performed today uh, will have disappointed disappointed me and will have disappointed everyone back home. And they should be disappointed in that dressing room as well with the performance. The one thing that we have to do now is we take our heads out of the sand and we need to get pulled together and get prioritise red ball cricket and get back here because if we're not careful the Eskimos will be beating us. Well, this is something we spoke about, it feels like a lifetime ago, it's only weeks ago, a two-year plan that England had heading into this, and already it's almost written off and let's start rebuilding for the next one. I think it will be ripped up, and it'll be ripped up very quick, and uh, we need to start on it immediately. Yeah, wow. I feel sorry for some of the greats of English cricket, having to watch that junk this year. Yeah, I mean, he can, he'll always be proud of what he achieved. And mm. it's it just, you go through cycles, don't you? Sometimes you're, you're that far down, you don't think you could ever come back. But they, yeah, they're a long way, a long, long way off the pace. Got a text yeah, Which i got to say was great to see. Yeah, it was. Uh, text here, Woogie Badge. In which set do you think Nick Kyrgios will start serving underarm? <laughs> well, who knows? I think, yeah, yeah. Well, he's tricky. Mm. That doesn't bother me. The little underarm flick, and whatever, that doesn't bother me at all. It's just some of the stuff that he says yeah, uh, off the court. Hey, um, I want to congratulate uh, this Sunday, Ariang. She is the first African-born woman to represent the Diamonds. I was reading about this. Uh, she was, she was uh, brought into the team. They had a good victory over South Africa in England, 20-point victory. So they're over there playing in a quad series, and next up they play... Uh, England, they're two from two now, but uh, yeah, born in Ethiopia, moved to Australia at age three, and apparently an absolute star of the game, Sunday Ariang. Yeah, fantastic. Good stuff. Uh, and finally, the Matildas will open their Asian Cup campaign against Indonesia in Mumbai on Friday night, hoping to add to their 2010 title. Jeez, that's coming yeah. quick. It oh. has, yeah. Well, they, they they went pretty well in 2014 and 18, but couldn't couldn't wrap up the title, so they're keen to to get it right this time. So, yeah, Indonesia Friday night. Uh, a few days later, they play the Philippines and Thailand next week. So you'd expect um, there should be three from three, or we'd hope so anyway. Rightio. That's the last blast. Farmers Business Network near a new zero finance. Sorry, I'll start that again. Uh, new zero percentage finance. Offer ends 31st March. Terms and conditions apply. This has been Sports Day. Another one done and dusted. Badge, enjoy Rudy. the rest. Where's your joke? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing one. It's your job, mate. Anyway, we're going to go. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been Sports Day. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.